and welcome to Blaze Pod. It's Tuesday, the thirteenth of June. My name's Ben. Back from the holiday, back on the line is Andrew. How's it going, pal? I'll tell you early, no, depressed because I'm back. It's, it's always good going on holiday. Then you come back, but the weather is is stupendous, as Chris Eubank once said. <laughs> Certainly is. You had a nice time then, relaxing. Yeah, really did. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then back to work. Yes, if anyone. Yeah, you know, give, get give, get me a job, get Roy a job, is the uh, thing. So I'd come back yesterday, I was so depressed about going back to work. I was like, oh no, I need to win the lottery, but so who doesn't? That's true, yeah. Well, do you play the lottery? I played it once when we were away because I did a, um, I went to one of those, uh, but I didn't actually go in. Do you know one of the the arcades where it tells you your future and stuff? And you put a pound in. Like, and it was like big. Mar- yeah, like Marvin the Magnificent or something like that. And he was just like, we... And he gave me all these numbers, like, and I put them on and not one of them came out. Oh, <laughs> Marvin's thought, done your dirty there. Wow, well, I was really, yeah, I was really confident that I was going to win a million pounds like Terry <laughs> Kennedy, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an excellent link. Well done. Um, right, mate, well, while you were away, United did finally publish the uh, the released and retained list. Um End of an era, which we're going to obviously talk about in quite a lot of detail. Um, this is going to be the Billy Sharp reminiscence podcast, essentially. There's obviously mm-hmm. two other very significant figures for United who've also uh, been let go at the end of their contract. That is Jack yep. O'Connell and Ender Stevens. I was co- we were originally going to talk about all three, but mm. for starters, I think Sharp deserves his own. Yeah. You know, time in the the spotlight, if you like, from this podcast, um, and also I thought it might end up being like two hours long. So we're, we're going to talk. Uh, we'll talk O'Connell and Stevens in more detail. We'll just touch on them here uh, on a next podcast. But um, yeah, before we get into that, should we just recap the uh, the, the last one where we did our um, we drafted our best? Oh 11s? yeah, I, I've seen the votes, mate. So there's I was no need ask to. You. Uh, yeah, there's no need to rub it in. I mean, you know, democracy is the best system we've got, but it's flawed, isn't it? As, <laughs> as, we can, as many votes in the past, Edmund's getting kicked out of. I'm a celebrity now. This. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Um, so for anyone who missed this, we last last time we recorded, we drafted our best blades eleven of the last twenty five years, and. Yeah, the, the intention was that when a player's picked, he couldn't be picked again. So you picked, like, Harry Maguire. That means he couldn't mm. be in my team. I was surprised. We put this to the public vote, and uh, it's finished 61% people voted for me, 39% voted for you. I thought you had the better team. So Well, you know, like I say, the public cannot be trusted on these matters. As, Obviously uh, not. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I um, I did say it because it was quite – I think it was 52-48. Well, wasn't yeah. it for a while? And uh, it was like, ooh, that, <laughs> that's going to cause a massive split. Um, but, yeah, c- congratulations. Um, some some may say an undeserved victory, but they would be unkind people. But now, congratulations on your <laughs> on your victory. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and uh, thanks for all the um, all the feedback we had on that one as well. Any uh, any regrets from your team? Like any anything you wish you'd, you'd do differently if you got the chance again? Um, when I was looking at it, I don't know. I think I'd love to. I should have had him die in earlier on. I think you, you you got that completely right. I should have definitely picked him earlier on, but. Um, other than that, I, I don't. I don't really know. I don't think I would have actually. No, I don't think. But although when I put my uh, tweet out saying, uh, you know, Sharp, Stevens, and O'Connell have a shout to get into uh, any of our, you know, best ever sides that I've ever seen, I got. As I sent to you. I got a few people disagreeing completely. So maybe that's why I lost. Some some people didn't rate Stevens at all. So yeah, yeah, maybe, 
Maybe me going so early with him was a mistake in hindsight. I'm not sure. A surprising amount of pushback on. Uh, yeah, they were saying that. like, I mean, someone put Curtis Woodhouse were like better at left wing, but it looks all opinions. I just disagree <laughs> massively. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Basham is the obvious omission. That's that's why I wrote down Basham in the notes. That that's it. Really. Yeah, I know. Um, BC Ollie off uh, Sheffield out away. Coming out as like a thunderbolt uh, for not uh, for not including Bash. I stand by. It. So you had Jagielka at right centre back, and I went it, for me. It came down to a shootout between Armadozic and Basham, and I just went with Armadozic, which we talked about on the podcast. So yeah, it wasn't like I forgot about Basham, but I suppose in hindsight, any I can't remember who said this, but any eleven best eleven of the last twenty five years that doesn't have Basham in. Maybe it is slightly tainted, but yeah, I, I would have had Basham of Arnell personally, just purely because of longevity of what he's done, rather than. But like I say, next season, if Arnell has a good season, and which he's staying, by the way, isn't he? Because I don't know if you saw that interview. Um, uh, yeah, what did he say? I saw it recapped. Do you want to? Just... He, he said something along the lines of, "I've been offered, uh, you know, contracts in ev- all the top five leagues, but it'd be stupid to leave Sheffield United uh, the season, you know, in the season that we've just been promoted." So I think he'll be thinking. You know, have a good season here, and yeah, could get an even bigger club. Mm, absolutely right. Um, let's talk about released and retained list then, or squad restructures. This is from six days ago. So what's that? That's Wednesday, I think it was. Mm. Um, so we obviously got the players who were already under contract, and then we got extensions active extensions activated. So this is players who. Uh, I mean, it's not totally clear whether there was a you know an automatic extension based on you know number of appearances. That was obviously reported with. Norwood, or whether we've, you know, exercised our decision to keep them, but mm. players who've had an extension activated: Koulibaly, Fodringham, McBurney, Norwood. Um, very happy with the last three. First one, Koulibaly, I, 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 is just too much of an unknown for me, but it's obviously that mm. makes makes sense if we, you know, if we've got that option. Just numbers, numbers, year. yeah, it's a numbers game, yeah, <laughs> and have have another year out of him and see see what, um, yeah, how he develops and what sort of level he's up to. Contracts offers made. Contract I can't talk, mate. Contract offers made. It's too hot. Uh, yeah. Zach Brunt. That surprised me. That is a surprise. That he's twenty two now. Zach Brunt. Um, I thought that would have been an absolute no brainer to release him. But the only thing I can think of is that we think we can get money for him, um, and he's obviously willing to to sign a contract. I, I don't know. I really, really don't know. I can't work. because obviously we'll come on to it. But Kyron Gordon's going. Who's a year younger and has played more, well, miles more first team football for us. For us, yeah. Um, I can't really work that one out, Zach Brunt, to be honest. Yeah, so Brunt's a, a midfielder, obviously. He's, um, yeah, he's, as you say, he's 20... Well, if he's, he's 20, he turns 22 in November, so he's... Okay, he's, right. I mean, you know, you're talking six months difference there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously been playing at Boreham Wood and Notts County in the National League this season, so he's, you know, in terms of the level he's playing at, a long way off championship level and obviously yeah. a long way off Premier League level, which we're going to be next season. So it is surprising, but maybe there's a, you know, maybe there's an element of, as you say, like, we we want to try and get another year out of him and, and just see, or maybe there is, you know, maybe we'll end up engineering a situation kind of like we did with uh, Tyler Smith, maybe, or, or Regan mm. Slater, where it's like they kind of go on a free transfer, but we you know, control future incentives. And yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess there's no real, I, I can't imagine Zach Brunt is on a lot of money. Um, no. And, and no. I can't imagine this new contract will be a lot of money either. So I maybe would have kept Gordon. Maybe it's Gordon who thought, I need first team football now. You know, I'm not going to get a game, obviously, next season in the Premier League. And maybe, maybe it was just a case of that. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so Fleck, Osborne and Robinson are the other ones who... So the, the distinction is here that those have been offered new contracts. They haven't been signed yet. Mm. Nobody there that totally surprised me. I think Fleck is probably the biggest one, I suppose. It's like, yeah. mm, but we've talked about it before. It doesn't... I, I can, you can talk me into Fleck sticking around as like a, a fringe player, if you like. I, I think there's been too much made of this, to be honest. I said, well, oh my God, we're offering these three contracts. I think I'm right in saying we've currently got 15 players who have played a league game for us um, in the entire squad at the moment. Mm. I think I counted that up when I were away. It might be, a, might be a bit off, but something like that. And we absolutely need numbers and people. And I don't. I understand people saying, "Well, why don't we use these wages that we're offering for Osborne and Fleck for a younger, you know, a younger player to come up?" But it's not as easy as that because you'd have to pay a transfer fee for a kickoff to get a younger player to to play more than likely anyway. Yeah. And what what is the point of wasting the little money that we've got on people who are going to be backups? We do need backups. And I think it's easier to get people to stay than to sign people as well. So if you can say, I mean, Osborne, I'm absolutely fine with. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, and I, I won't want him starting any more than three or four games next season. But just the fact he can fill in and do your six out of ten um, anywhere, I think that's worth that having a contract for myself. Fleck, I totally get it, totally get it. And in an ideal world, we're getting rid of Fleck, and he's, you know, he's, we're going to have a tribute <laughs> about him on here. But um, at the same time. We do need bodies. We've got two fit midfielders. We don't know how the transfer market's going to go. And I think it's just a case we don't want to leave ourselves that short. People have said, why don't you just put the young lads in? Why don't we try Brunt or Brooks? But you could be absolutely, you know, really harming their development. If you lob Brooks into a Premier League season where he's having to play 10 games or something, if the if the transfers don't come off that we want, that could be really dangerous. Yeah, I imagine ideally we want... You know, not just, uh, I get that in terms of yeah, like damaging their confidence, or whatever. But also, you, you don't want Brooks kicking his heels on our bench all season. No, so you, no, want no, about, no, you want him no. out on loan somewhere, getting yeah, you know, experience of men's football. Um, yeah, yeah. I th- this is what I would have done as well. You know, with, with Osborne certainly, Jack Robinson. Uh, that that was a no brainer to me. I think he's been you know good enough over yeah. the last year and a half. That yeah, um, great. I'm I'm fine with him starting. I'm surprised we've not because obviously I think we did have an extension for him as well. I think uh, and we've obviously decided to just try and renew the contract. Mm. But quite surprised at that. I thought he'd have been like you said a no brainer. Yeah, I'm assuming, and this is an assumption. Obviously, no no information on this, but Osborne and Fleck. Well, certainly Fleck, he must have been offered the lower terms than he was on his previous contract. And he, and those yeah. two, you know, everybody there, those players may still leave, we should say. that's a, It's mm. an offer made, it's not an offer accepted. I think they'll get better money elsewhere, put it that way. Otherwise, they'd have signed it, because they're not going to get a Premier League club. You think they I do? Think, they would get better money? Yeah, I, I think that we have renegotiated. Fleck were one of the biggest earners. I don't think that's a... You know, a secret because yeah. he got a deserved contract when we were in the Premier League. We're not going to be playing. I, I, I won't be surprised if we've offed his wage, but it said, "Well, it's up to you." But we're going to give you Premier League football. No one else is going to do that. Yeah, I think out of the three, I, I he's the one that I expect l- least expect to stay because yeah. I think he will get offers elsewhere. Maybe back in Scotland or something like that. Um, he's, he's and he's old. He's older than the other two as well, so he needs first team football. I can see Osborne staying simply because he's twenty eight. Just give us a year, you know, and then see where we're at after that. Robinson, I hope he does stay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because otherwise, um, we absolutely would need to replace him. But yeah, you're right in terms of numbers. I mean, there's the first team players under contract here. I was just counting as you're talking, and I think there's 17 who've made a first. It might be 18 who've made a first team appearance, but 
like six or seven of them are people who've come on for two minutes, like Jilly yeah. Biabu, you know, Jake Eastwood played that one game against yeah, Wolves yeah, after Simon yeah. Moore got sent off. Sai Sashdev is like, you know, he's playing for England under 18s at the minute, which is great, but shows you how far off first team football yeah, he actually is. Yeah, there's Brooks, Kula Bali, all the, none of these have started a league game. Mm. And we're started a league game, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what, sorry, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, like sorry. I say, it's, it's, uh, and you're asking him to go into the best league in the world and, you know, we, we do need players and whatever you think of John Fleck, I, I think it's it's better for him to play. And, and, and as you say, if we can get Brooks or even Kula Bali some game time elsewhere, I think that would be better long term. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, and then the, a few, I don't know if there's any notable names really with the development players. Hassan Iyari, he was on trial at mm. Wednesday not that long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe Starbuck, I feel like he's been on the bench a couple of times. Yeah, I think that when we played Forrest and Sariki played, it, it was sort of, who's going to play out of those two? Because I think they were pretty much neck and neck. And I think Sariki's obviously got himself a few loans, hasn't he? And um, Starbuck's. Did, did he go out in non league? I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like he might. Yeah, I'll just try. Yeah, about. and I, but like I say, once you get in past twenty uh, or whatever, and and you're a development player, you're probably going to be looking elsewhere. Yeah, he was at uh, was this this season? Yeah, he played for Kidderminster. Um, That's it. I remember Boston trying to get a view well. from him, and uh, Kidderminster let me down. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first team players that have been released: Jack O'Connell, Billy Sharp, Ender Stevens, Kyron Gordon. Yeah, Gordon's a. I don't know. That didn't. I, I was surprised how surprised most people seemed with Kyron Gordon. Um, uh, same, to be honest. People saying, "Why have you let him go? Why have you let him go?" And when we played Cardiff last season, and Bash were out, and Anel were out, and he still didn't get a game, and mm. because we played Baldock at centre half, and I think that shows just how far down the pecking order he was. Um, I'm sure he'll go on to have a a, a good career. I've not seen anything personally that suggests he's going to be top-end championship Premier League, but that's not to say he won't. It's just what I've seen. I think he did a good job for us when he came in, just a steady Eddie. Um, and I think, he, he, I don't know, it's, to me, he seemed like he'd be better in the central position than the right centre-half uh, position. You know, he seemed a better defender than he was at carrying the ball. Yeah, but um, in terms of him leaving, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't shock me at all. Like you, I, I, I thought he, he played well in those situations we chucked him into but like mm. in terms of you know it, it was a bad situation for a player who's basically been playing non-league his entire yeah uh, that's yeah. been his only real yeah um, his only appearances apart from those yeah I, I i didn't see anything from him that made me think like yes this you know this guy could be the next like you know really useful central defender for us yeah, you know, that, yeah. this could be he could fill in for egan maybe in a year or you know he could could uh, you know follow in Basham's footsteps? I never, and you, and you look at so, like that. no, no. And you look at someone like Norton Davis, for instance, who was only a couple of years older, I think. Um, by the the point of Karen Gordon's career, he had two loans to two championship clubs in Luton and Stoke, and played for Carlisle, I think, before that. I think it was Carlisle, um, and over at Rochdale. Anyway, one of them too. Rochdale. Um, and you know he'd already got in a number of games. Uh, to suggest that he could be useful at championship level, and as we saw last season, he is. Yeah. So yeah, I don't. You know, obviously, I don't mean this to any any disrespect or a slight to Karen Gordon. No, um, not all. I, I think it, I think it's just time for him and United to part ways. I'm sorry, he posted a you know words to that effect that I could definitely see like a Regan Slater sort of thing going on, where he you know maybe maybe he has to go a bit further down levels, but. Um, you know, being a, a a good championship defender because we saw in those four or five games that he played that he didn't really do much wrong. Yeah, uh, 
I would imagine he'll probably turn up in League One or League Two. That's um, what I think. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. yeah. Good luck to him. I, you know, it's always. I don't know. I always end up looking out for all these ex-United players, seeing them pop up all over the shop, and um, yeah, mm. hopefully, hopefully he'll go on to have a, a good career. But I think it was, I think it was time for him to part ways with United, just for his his own career, really. Go and yeah, go and become a starter somewhere else, and mm. obviously, either we, um, you know, didn't offer him a contract that he thought was worthwhile in terms of wage and security i suppose or he mm. or we've just said no actually you're, you're so far down the pecking order we are just going to say goodbye to you but yeah it didn't it it didn't surprise me at all that he was being let go i i he wasn't i didn't see him as like the next harry Maguire or cal walker i know those are two world-class examples yeah maybe like a matt Lauter would have been a better example yeah 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 no casper laparta for example he was just turned up at yeah. um Barnsley, isn't he? More clubs than Leon Clark, that lad, hasn't he, already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, fair, but there's somebody, you know, who he decided I need to go and play somewhere else and play first-team football now. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's churning through him. He's, he's landed in some odd situations, but yes, uh, yeah. he's, in, he's in a good situation with Barnsley, for sure. Um, especially after, where was it? Was it Southend or somewhere before that? Yeah, but they weren't paying him and stuff like that. Then he left and went to... Oh, I can't remember who it was. I can't remember. It's very hard for people who are listening, so yeah, brains true. are not working quite as fast as they might have made them. No, indeed. Um, anyway, end of an era with mm. Jack O'Connell, Sharp and Stevens coming. Now, we, we knew this day was coming. I had a, I was still holding on a little bit of hope that Sharp might get another season, even though at the same time I was saying, like, it's so hard to make the football case for it. I was, it was, yeah. I just wanted, like... Can we? Can he just be like the, you know, the the hype man in the dressing room? I, and I could see yeah. value in that as well. In a, you know, in what's probably going to be a difficult season where we're going to lose more games than we win. I would say, yeah, uh, you know, I would say that's ninety percent likely. Um, yeah, it, I, 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 that was what I was trying to talk myself into, but at the same time, sort of knew that it wasn't going to happen. O'Connell, you know, there were some rumours that we maybe we're going to keep him on like this. You know, hey, as you play, yeah. does that even happen anymore? I don't know. This like, does is that like happen some... outside of like you know playing with your mates in the park? Yeah, I don't remember. I, I don't even know. Like old championship managers, maybe. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'm not sure. It's never going to happen. Uh, no. So O'Connell, yeah, is has gone. And as I say, we'll talk about him probably on the next podcast. Ender Stevens was. Uh, uh, it was a little bit of the. Um, I don't know if this is the right right metaphor, but the sort of the canary down the coal mine of like what how we what are we doing next season in terms of like how how sensible are we going to be with contracts? Because I think extending Ender Stevens would have been a huge mistake. Mm. So as much as I have massive respect for him, and as we said, he's the best left wing back by miles over the last twenty five years. It was definitely time to let him go, and I. I'm saddened that he's gone, but also quite encouraged that that is the decision that we did indeed take. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think that was the one out of the lot of them. And again, no, I picked him on my best third bet, third pick. I think it was, it for, was yeah. so shows how much I rated him. But I think that was the one where I was thinking, if he stays, we are in big trouble. Not because of him, but it's like how bad <laughs> is our recruitment going to be that we're thinking we're going to have to have this guy who probably realistically is League One standard right now. Yeah. So yeah, O'Connell, Stevens, they're gone. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to speak out of turn with O'Connell, but I would 
expect he'll probably retire at some point mm. in the next... So funny on Twitter, I don't know if you've seen loads of Championship fans saying, get O'Connell, they were brilliant a couple of seasons ago, get <laughs> O'Connell, it's like, you haven't played for three years, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's got his, uh, his new business now, hasn't he? With, yeah, um, yeah. With Alex Greenwood, she's obviously mm. off to the world, I, I don't know, I wonder if he'll retire maybe after the Women's World Cup, um, where Greenwood's yeah. going to be probably starting for England. Um, mm. Yeah, I would expect that'll probably... I would expect an announcement on that in a couple of months. Mm. Ender Stevens, yeah, fascinated to see where he ends up. I'm sure he he will surely still think he's got some uh, some football in the legs. Maybe he'll go back to Ireland or something like. That. He's only 32. He's, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he rocks up at somewhere like Rotherham. Yeah. Or you know, I don't know if he's good enough stuff that level. But again, he's another one who had a lot of injuries and he needs a run of games. You know, maybe I don't know how good Plymouth are to be completely honest. But you know, someone like that was going to be the Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be the wrong end of the table and might need a better experience or something. Yeah, he did say um, in his sort of post-release statement, didn't he? End of that, he's you know, he's kind of maybe in hindsight rushed himself back from mm. a couple of injuries um, mm. which yeah would would explain a bit for sure I think because yeah. it, it did look well off it at times there um, but of course the headline news even if we were expecting it was Sharp being released and yeah we've, we've talked for 20 minutes or so and however long the rest of this podcast <laughs> is we're just going to talk about Sharp I think so um, what we have done is picked our 10 favourite Billy Sharp goals each and we'll go through those in a moment but I just want to talk generally about Billy Sharp, the Sheffield United player. And I guess my starting point is, will we as fans ever experience something like this again? I don't think so. I certainly think that promotion will, will, will arguably never be beaten because uh, in the, the two promotions, Wilder, uh, Sheffield manager, Sheffield United fan manager, Billy Sharp, captain, you know, Sheffield United fan. Some may even... Extend that to Kevin McCabe, you know, Sheffield United fan as a chairman as well. We're never going to see that again, are we? Those, you know, those three positions being filled by Sheffield United fans. But I, I watched all that goals back. Have you seen them yet? This YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, the whole thing. Yeah, it's like I think it's like an hour of, of all his goals, all one thousand of them it seemed. <laughs> and um, the, the 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 journey is incredible. Just going away for the moment from from the early, you know, when he first came back under Robson, hmm. and going from when he came back under Atkins, I really hard to remember now that it would. It took a while for him to get his first goal, didn't it, under Atkins? And it was that yeah. little scuff shot, shot against Blackpool. But he was captain in a terrible, terrible season. He got dropped halfway through that season because his own performances were pretty poor, and then he ended real well with twenty goals. And then to see. Every time, every time we said that's him done, you know, we probably need someone else. Even when we went up from League One, we were saying he's never, you know, he's not going to do it at Championship level realistically. And he did. He got 13 goals in that first season. And then we thought Leon's took his place now. You know, Leon's better than him. Gets 22 goals. We go up. <laughs> then in the Premier League, he's never going to score in the Premier. Gets the first goal and then carries on. You know, but ended the season with him or before COVID, which I class as the end of the season, with him as, as our first-choice striker. <laughs> yeah. And then even in the, the, the terrible season in the Premier League where he got as our first win, all right, we're a penalty, but he was the guy who got it. And then we came back down, and you're thinking, well, he's 35 now. You know, we're sure it's going to be Bruce McBurney, top goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, 14 goals, fantastic. And it was only last season that I think we saw that it would, yeah, he'd... He'd had his time, I personally think. Um, he still contributed, mm-hmm. not just with the goals. You know, he obviously got a couple of goals. His last goal coming against Wrexham, which were a really important goal in terms of the cup run. Um, and he, he would, and there were certain games where he played really well. Tottenham, and probably his best performance of the season, I think. Um, 
bit of Norwich at home where he changed everything with you know getting fouled and getting the uh, what can you say he's I mean I think I've seen better players than Billy Shaw technically but I I don't know if any of them epitomise Sheffield United quite as well as he did yeah it's yeah so yeah the, I just want to jump on something you said there about um you know that the end is is near for Sharp and how often that was kind of said because mm. yeah that that was something that crossed my mind watching the watching that goal compilation again because obviously it is in chronological order as you say so mm. it, is, it is a nice sort of uh, snapshot if you like of his the, his whole career arc with United and and the one that jumps out which I'm sure he was going to make a, a list is um, the Bournemouth equaliser the first game in the Premier League mm. and I remember like I, I only remembered it sort of looking back. Um, you know, like watching that video, it's like, oh yeah, that that was like a a fairy tale. You know, Billy Sharp, the old timer. You know, mm. he's the man that's what a fairy tale that he's got the equaliser. And yeah, we were already thinking. You know, at that point, as you said, that was like he's on his, his final way. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, you know, <laughs> what what a way for him to bow out. You know, this will be his his last season. And I think he did only score like four goals that season or something. But as you say, that was four seasons ago. Now, what was it? We had that Premier League season. We've had two. Yeah, so we had yeah. two more Championship seasons. So yeah, it was. It was the start. It was like three, almost four full seasons ago. Mm. He just kept going. Top scorer last season, still a useful squad player, semi-useful squad player this season. I suppose that's why he's uh, eventually mm. been let go. But yeah, that, that longevity was amazing, and he he did get better. I think you know the player he was. He did. He did. I think in that second championship season. So what was that? Twenty eighteen, nineteen. He was he was far better than he'd been in you know League One when he scored thirty goals for example his all totally round game yeah. was phenomenal and do you know yeah. what in that first season under Atkins he got twenty goals but they were halfway through that season and he weren't playing well and the team weren't playing well I wasn't the only one who were thinking we need to take him out of the team why not give McNulty a go it sounds ridiculous now <laughs> but it, that's what you know because he, he his all round play wasn't anything like it was by the time he'd left he improved as a player. Mm. And he came into it, what, it must have been 30 when he came? Uh, late 20s, 20, 30? 2015, so yeah, it might have been, what was that? That was eight years ago. So yeah, and to, to improve, you know, as he got into his 30s. And uh, people probably forget now that it were a bit of a, we got a bit of, bit of stick for signing Billy Sharp again when we actually signed him. I remember my Wednesday fan mate texted me because, bloody hell, it's going to be a bad scene, you've signed Billy Sharp again, do you know what I mean? And <laughs> Because, like, obviously the, the previous two times he'd been the first one he never really got a chance but the one before it never really happened to him it happened for him and he came off the back of a pretty poor season at Leeds where I think he was playing on the wing quite a bit which is ridiculous but it wasn't we were all happy that we had Billy Short coming on but it wasn't like we'd re-signed when we re-signed Brian Dean under Spackman mm. for instance it wasn't like oh now we're cooking it was like oh here we go because we were obviously a real sort of down downward spiral at that point thinking mm. We've resorted to going after even then old man Billy Sharp, you know, to try and get his back up. And I don't know. I mean, I remember even in the first Wilder season with people, this is how far it went back for people uh, thinking we were past his best. They were saying, get him out of the team. He shouldn't be captain when we had that first start, that first bad start. And, you know, he's, he's probably going to go down as one of the best ever captains of the club, I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, that's the other side of it is the him as a man, I suppose, you know, and he. He does rep, you know. I think he. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to hard to kind of articulate this, but I, I have I have so much respect for him as a person, Sharp. You know, and, he, and that mm. is. I, I think that's when when I ask that question of will we ever experience this again? You know, it's not just 
oh, this guy supports Sheffield United. You know, it would be like if we had, I don't know, Lee, Lee Gregory's United fan, isn't he? Like, yeah, like, well, yeah. well, he was. But look okay, at him well. now. Mind you, uh, Sheffield United, where uh, Hal uh, obviously interviewed Richie Humphreys, and he's a, he was a United true. fan who played for Wednesday, so yeah. Yeah, I, I was just first first time that popped in my head. But like, you know, yeah. Lee Gregory is a Sheffield United fan who plays, you know, plays football. It's not, it's different. It's it's mm. different with Sharp because he's so involved with the club, I think, and it's such a significant part of his personality, I suppose. And yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I've always thought the the way he, he kind of carries himself. Obviously, he winds up opposition fans a lot, but I think he's he knows when to not cross that line, I guess. And yeah, you know the the way he sort of um, uh, I guess. I guess carried himself with the sort of personal tragedy that he's been through, and now mm-hmm. he's, mm-hmm. you know, that's become something that he's, uh, you know, turned into a, I don't know, a, a, a force for good, if you like, you know, a positive outcome with his charity, and he's, he is such a very, you know, public family man, I guess as well. Um, you know, he was talking about how he's, he's obviously going to be coming to, coming to the games now as a fan because his kids are fans and stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I feel such a strong, like, personal connection with Sharp, which I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't really think I've had that with any other players. I guess. I guess you know, someone like Basham maybe because mm. of his the time that he's been here. But he's a bit more of a closed book, Basham. I think, isn't he? Whereas Sharp is, he is Mister Sheffield United. He has been yeah. throughout yeah. this whole basically since he re-signed. Certainly. I think Can that... I just read you some? Because I've just got this up on the view from what I did um, from our fans when we just lost to Millwall. Just a few uh, quotes here about Sharp that people said, and I'm laughing at him, and I imagine a lot of people are nodding along. Someone said, when uh, Atkins uh, was sacked, I said we were going to, Billy Sharp were going to struggle. He was always his talisman, um, and he, I knew he'd drop off massively as a result. And another one says, um, we need to, we've dropped a real clanger, giving Billy the armband, and the decision needs rectifying. And another one said, um, a team captain, not for me. And look, I'm not dropping people in it there, but again, Every season we're talking, he's, he's being written off. Yeah, it's kind of insane that he wasn't the captain already. Like, yeah, no, no, Chris, in hindsight, in yeah, hindsight, it, yeah, it was Jay McEvoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obviously Wilder made him captain that yeah. um, uh, that season, his first season, which is a yeah masterstroke from Wilder. And maybe, mm. maybe that I, I don't know. There was a really good podcast that you know, you know that um, I think it's been rebranded to one of our own now. You know, the official United yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Sharp was on, it was during the first lockdown, so it would have been like summer of 2020 if anyone wants to go back and listen to it. Brilliant. And it was it was basically just an hour interview with, with Sharp, and it was incredibly uh, candid and, and honest. And it, it, yeah, I thought, I think it's Paul Walker's interviewing him. I thought he did a really good job of it as well. But yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure in that, one of the things Sharp said was that, you know, he was incredibly proud to have Wilder offer him the captain's armband. And I think he did say, like, you know, it, it did help me mature a bit i suppose mm-hmm. as a you know ch- change change my his personal his role within the dressing room a bit and yeah so maybe um maybe that that was the difference maybe it wasn't obvious captain material at that point but certainly became it he is yeah he's he's, he's the captain in it skip i don't know i, I yeah I, i'm gonna i'm really gonna miss him i think um i think watching those goals back you sort of realize and this sounds a bit sort of um backhanded compliment but like not the most skillful striker we've had. You know, no, no, it's no. not Illumin and Jai. It's not even David McGoldrick or, you know, there's things that McBurney can do that Sharp can't do, for mm. example. Yeah. But he's, 
he, he's almost like a throwback player, which I guess is fitting because he's obviously been playing for such a long time. Yeah. And the fact he was just able to do it season after season after season, and it was always, always getting chances, always taking chances. He'd have, he'd have games where he'd do nothing and then score, or he'd go a couple of games doing nothing and then he'd score two goals in the next game. And I don't know. I don't think there was. It was only this last season, and maybe the uh, McSharpney Premier League times. <laughs> Only that those times where I've been like, oh, I don't really want to see Sharp on the score sheet or, uh, on the on the team sheet. All the other times I've been like, yep, yeah, Billy Sharp, right, pencil him in, let's go. Mm. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get like maximum effort out of that, and if a chance falls his way, you know he's gonna stick it in the net as well. Yeah, completely agree. Um, I think the, the first game this season we started with Jebison up front, which was a bit of a surprise, but it's only because Sharp had come back from an injury. But mm. up until that, if, you, if you'd have said at the beginning of this season, right, right, United's strongest team down, it'd have still been in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 14 goals last season, as you said, was top scorer. Uh, I'm going to crib a few things from this fantastic post by Revolution on the S2 forum here. So full credit to him for this. So Sharp... Uh, leaves with 117 league goals in 335 league games over his three spells. So yeah, he's um, you're right. When we re-signed him, he'd gone uh, and he, he'd not played that much, but uh, zero goals in his first season. He just made two appearances as a sub. Four goals his second season. Four goals in his third season in 2008-09. We obviously sold him then. So yeah, mm. when he came back, it was like, well, you know, he's only <laughs> he'd only scored eight league goals for us at that point, and then that first season under Atkins. 21 goals, 30 goals, 13 goals in the championship, 23 goals as we won promotion, three goals, three goals in the Premier League where he was, you know, much... He, only made... he got a few cup goals in that, though, as well. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry, I'm just listing league goals here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 14 goals back in the championship and then two goals in the league last season when he's, you know, that would be his, his last season for us. But, yeah, what what a run. He is the, um, he is the leading scorer this century. By miles for United, obviously, mm-hmm. is that um, it's the 249 uh, football league goals that he scored, makes him the highest scoring current player. Harry Kane might overtake him now, I think. Let me just find out where that is. Yeah, but he's just a you know, Billy Sharp, so yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sharp's 249 uh, league goals, um, most scored by player this century. The only other current players with 200 plus. Harry Kane's on 227, and Jordan Rhodes is still going at 204. Jordan but... Rhodes, wow. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, this is one of the reasons why it's all right, I'll say, um, keep him on as a cheerleader and all this, but realistically, probably, I, I I think he still does have something to offer. Maybe not even at championship level anymore. Mm. I don't see any reason why he can't play at League One and score 20 goals still. Yep, he is ninth in United's all-time league goals ranking with 117, uh, tied with Jimmy Hagen. Mm-hmm. Uh, two-time Player of the Year winner. He's the only player to score 30 league goals in a season for United this century. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was There was another cracking stat on here as well. Uh, one of five players to win three promotions with United. Uh, oh, where was this one? Let me see if I can find it. Uh, oh, yeah, I enjoyed this. Billy has scored in the FA Cup for United in three different decades. Wow! A yeah. record he shares with Jimmy Hagen, and he's the only player scored in the League Cup for us in three different decades as well. Um, Love that, yeah. Yeah, that is massive credit to Revolution on the S2 forum for putting that together. Uh, go and find the full thing, because I've just cherry-picked a few. I've not seen this. I need to read this, actually. I must yeah. have missed it. The thread is called Billy Facts, so <laughs> yeah, go check it out. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really going to miss him. I... I 
had a lot of a lot of sadness, I suppose, even though I see it as like a, a sensible thing from a football perspective. I, I didn't, you see, because a lot of people say it's so sad and so sad. What a way! To, it, this is the best way he could have possibly realistically gone out Good in terms argument. in terms of a promotion. Some might say when we finished ninth in the Prem, if he'd have gone then, but he still had a lot to offer. Hmm. He's gone out in a season where we pretty much know he's not at the level that we want to be as a club anymore on the pitch. But he's also gone out on a promotion where he's he has contributed, and hmm. you look at sort of Render Stevens going and where. Going, oh, you know, almost thank God he's gone, you know, which is, I didn't want it to get to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think um, this is something else, I guess, that crossed my mind is we're really lucky that we've been able to to see this through to the end. Like, you, you mm-hmm. don't get players really ending their career in such, I don't know, with such positive memories still here. You know, they, they'll, mm. they'll get sold before. I'm sure obviously, obviously was sold twice, if you like, before yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, properly yeah. good for us. But yeah, we're, we're really lucky in a way that we've got, you know, we, we're able to say bye to O'Connell, Stevens and Sharp almost on our own terms. You know, I mm. I, I can't really think of anyone else. So McGoldrick, I was thinking about a little this. bit last yeah. season. I was thinking about this in terms of the the Wilder situation where it ended in such a mess mm-hmm. um, and we were rock bottom and we'd won three games or whatever it was. And that could have easily have happened to Sharp. He could yeah. have been released at the end of that season. Stevens could have gone at the end of that season and, and it could have been that brilliant. Basham could have even gone at the end of that season. It could have been that brilliant team all sort of just went out in an absolute blaze of disappointment mm. in the way that Wilder did and it's not not blaming Wilder for that but you know I didn't want that the way Wilder's left still hangs badly over the club I think yeah. um, empty and I stadiums want... yeah empty stadiums terrible season you know and he, he deserved better than that for what he did and I didn't want that to end in this we could go we... Sharp could stay and Stevens could stay, and O'Connell could stay, and we could go down next season with four points <laughs> <laughs> uh, or something like that. And they're leaving the club as you know a, a national embarrassment, and I didn't want that to happen. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any regrets about Sharps? Is anything you, you you wish had gone differently? You know, we talked about it kind of being a a positive ending for him, but anything uh, anything you wish you wish had happened for him or he wish one he'd done? Thing, one, two, well one of these two things I'd have liked him to have scored against West Brom uh, last season oh, to send us up to send us up yeah. that would have been fantastic or, I'd have, or three things maybe actually I'd have liked him to score against Birmingham in his last game mm. or and he, he wasn't they were a little slight chance it would have been brilliant if he'd have scored at Wembley as well oh yeah I didn't think of that yeah Wembley I've got another one got... another one he have scored against Wednesday yeah that, that was my, my yeah. main one yeah which he yeah, I don't know if he scored. Did he ever score against them for like Doncaster or something like that? But he certainly. I think he did. Yeah, he did against Doncaster. Yeah, but obviously the biggest chance we probably had with that penalty, and he's obviously normally our penalty taker. And McGoldrick could score. McGoldrick, McGoldrick had scored the week before, um, so we took it and missed. I don't he think shot... Sharp went on the pitch, right? Wasn't that the James Wilson game? Am I no, 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 no. He was on the pitch. He was on the pitch. It was the one after the season after. Oh. Uh, the one we you're on about the James Wilson one is when he didn't come on at all. We brought you. Oh. Brought James Wilson on for some reason, <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, this was the season after where it was Duffy got brought. But I think the week before we, McGoldrick had scored against Hull, and I think he'd already scored. Billy Sharp had already missed a penalty as well. Oh yeah, at Millwall. Season at Millwall, McGoldrick had scored as well in that game. 
So yeah. we're understandable. McGoldrick deserved to take that pen, but that was probably the closest he came. He had an header in the second half in that match as well. It just went wide. Hmm, I don't remember that. Yeah, obviously, uh, he was injured for the, the the Bouncing Day massacre, wasn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that, that's my main regret is that he didn't score against Wednesday. Although, yeah, he, he, wasn't, he didn't play so much in those games. I mean, we only had, what do we have, like four? Was it four? Four games and three of them were nil-nil. So. Three of them were nil-nil and the other one he was injured for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, that is a regret, I guess. And then, yeah, maybe just, um, yeah, I think I think for me it's just not getting, I, I'd have loved him to have scored against Preston, I think, just that last home game, you know, that that was a, a bit of a, a party atmosphere. To get his 250th uh, league goal um, in that last home game would have been, Real fairy tale stuff, but no, as, as you uh, as you eloquently put it a moment ago, yeah, you, you can't really complain about that as a as a career arc for Sharp. And yeah, I part of me wants him to retire now and just you know mm. and just see him at the lane every week next season. But um, part of me also wants to see him going to like Donny or oh, I don't know. Barnsley, maybe? Yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting. It will be. I know he's linked with Bradford as well. Um, I don't know how true all these rumours are, but I don't think he's going to be out of a uh, you know out of a job for too long. Yeah, I can't see him going too far either. He's obviously very very settled in Sheffield. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, local local clubs get uh, get chatting him up, I'd have thought. But, um, mm-hmm. Right, well, should we should we go through our 10 favourite Billy Sharp goals then? Yeah, but as I say, these are not the best. These are the favourites. Yes, uh, I had eighteen when I came to do my ten, so I've had to. Work I, I, you were a bit. Well, I had sixteen, so <laughs> yeah, I was just writing them down. I was like, "Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one. Oh, that was a good one." Um, and I, I think the, I mean, there's a few really technically excellent goals in here, but I think it does also speak to Sharp as the poacher that some of these are from a like a combined three yards out, about yeah, five of them. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. So that was just uh, just the kind of player he was. Um, I'll start you off with with mine at number ten, um, and I, I've not massively overthought this, so you know some of the ordering may not be totally uh, totally tally up. But I'll say this one at ten because it happened in an empty stadium. We already touched on it. I'll go with uh, versus Newcastle in twenty twenty one. Was only a penalty. It's my only penalty on this list. It brought up his hundredth league goal for United and gave us a first win and. Oh my lord, mate! The sweet, sweet relief at mm. United finally winning a game. Let me try and find the date of this this game while um, while we're talking. Cause... I remember some of the best commentary of all time from my on Radio Five. Can you remember when right at the end where Bogle uh, sort of heads it back to Ramsdale? And he had... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. The Conor McNamara thing. I think it's Conor it? McNamara. We're, yeah. I were going to say it, but I weren't sure. So, yeah, this is the twelfth of January, twenty-one. God knows what match day this was, but we'd yeah, we, we'd not won a game. We got two points at this stage, I think. We've got the mm. draw at Brighton and uh, Fulham at home. We scored in that as well. Uh, yes, we did. That was another penalty, wasn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. Oh, um, unbelievable relief. I really thought we were going to go the entire bloody season without winning mm. a game, and. Obviously, the the dreaded eleven points thing um, was uh, you know still a real being... possibility, a genuine possibility, probably the closest people have come for a long time in terms of the it was the worst start ever in a Premier League season by any team. We actually did pretty well to get to twenty one points or whatever it was. We did fantastically well, yeah. to get there, really, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it says here there's the first victory in 18 Premier League attempts, but obviously we went uh, we didn't win the last two I think the previous season, so I'm, 
I'm guessing this was the 16th game of the season. Um, yeah, d- just incredible relief. Obviously, it was an empty stadium, so this is why I've got it quite far down the list, and it was only a penalty. But, yeah, I thought significant for the 100 league goals and just that sheer, sheer relief of finally winning the game. Yeah. Uh, my number 10 is actually... I, I'm not going to... I left one out here. And I'll let, you might have got it, so I'll not mention it. But it's the fourth goal against Villa at home. Mm. Um, I just think this is a, absolutely... It, it brilliant anyway, because you're 4-0 up against Villa. Um and this is such a good finish, this. Like, Freeman wins it, runs down, passes it into the box. He's got his back to goal. Just a little swivel and a turn and a left foot shot. The keeper just doesn't expect it whatsoever. And I, I remember watching that goal quite a lot back after that week, you know, the week he'd scored it, hour on holiday. Um, but obviously, like, on YouTube and stuff like that. And I just remember watching that thinking, that's a brilliant finish, that. Yeah, it was a, that was a right day, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's an I, I went away, I missed the game, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, I remember my mate messaging me saying, 3-0, 4-0, like, don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah, 3-0 up at half-time, weren't we? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then I remember, but to be fair, by this fourth goal, I, I managed to get final score on uh, on BBC because it only came on at half-time for some reason. And uh, then another goal at Bramall Lane, and I'm thinking, here we go, here's the comeback, and it was 4-0. Little did I know that later on in this season, Villa would make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Finished 4-1, that, didn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I remember that goal very... I mean, obviously, I watched it by, but I do remember it very distinctly because it, 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 at the time, I felt like it completely epitomised what United were about because mm, mm. Villa tried to start a counter-attack with their goalie bowling it out. And Norwood just comes in, flying in with this crunching tackle on the halfway line, wins it back, plays it forward to the right wing back, Kieran Freeman, who's basically in their box at this point. And yeah, he plays a good pass to Sharp, who, yeah, swivels and smashes it in. And it's just like, you know, that aggression, having the players up the pitch, and then the great finishing of Sharp as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah you knew we were on to a good thing. That Villa team, man. They had, uh... Unbelievable. Did Abraham score in this game, I think, for him? I think... No, I think they signed him like. Oh. Not quite in time to play. Yeah, they have Mings, Grealish. No, Mings was... Oh, Mings not either. Well, wow, they, they ended that season. <laughs> yeah, they did, yeah. But, uh, Grealish, uh, John McGinn, mm. uh, that Tuan, Tuan Zabi, who people... Have yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. El Ghazi yeah. scored in this one. Hurrahan mm. was on the bench. Uh, yeah. Alan Hutton. Yes, yeah, obviously they had um, Steve Bruce as manager, and that's why they struggled. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, great uh, great shout. Um my ninth one is um, is his final goal for us, which is oh, against right. yes, Wrexham. Yeah. Interesting. In I had this on my list, but it didn't make it the top ten. So fair enough. I just think uh, for me, this epitomises what Sharp's about in terms of like winding up opposition fans and you know mm. taking things a bit personally and playing mm-hmm. with an edge. Because mm. I didn't realise until afterwards how uh, peed off he was with. Wrexham, I suppose, and oh, maybe not Wrexham. The player did actually reference the players, didn't he? But you know, the media circus around Wrexham, and that he thought it was a bit disrespectful. And he, he was, he was clearly annoyed, and he clearly, clearly enjoyed this goal, which is a uh, a really nice finish from him after the defender makes a mistake and he runs to the edge of the box and slides it into the net. And mm. uh, yeah, as you said earlier, I think it was, um, you know, big goal in terms of the cup run that we went went yeah. on, obviously. You know, we had that great night against Spurs, and then we had the great, great quarterfinal against um, Blackburn, and mm. then we had the promotion party in uh, in all but name at Wembley. And um, yeah, but you know, we ended up winning that game three one. But uh, but for this sharp goal, who knows? Could have gone extra time and penalties. And yeah, yeah, it's um, it's the point where 
rattled made a comeback. Oh, I love it. They still hate him. They still hate yeah. him. Like, you go on, you know, where uh, when he got released, they were all like, ah, do you know, it's like, oh, God, you know, <laughs> Paul Mullins better. Like, they were saying that about McGoldrick, like, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so man number nine is, is a penalty actually, mm-hmm. and it's Norwich away, and it was more because of what happened after. I'm talking <laughs> about the Mr. Socko <laughs> celebration, obviously. Uh, that ended with Mick Foley <laughs> of WWE fame uh, attending our game against Brentford. Just such a bizarre <laughs> thing to happen. Absolutely bizarre. It is. I mean, so I, I am not a WWE fan at all. I, I mean, I've got. I don't like dislike it in fact i'm mm. i'm quite fascinated by it to be honest like i've just never mm. really watched it can, can yeah. you explain mr socko for, for, for the layman for me I, i'm not an expert myself but i believe that when i think when mick foley was playing the character mankind in the wwe one of his moves was to get a sock and put it in someone's mouth so i don't know did, with the story that someone asked sharp to do it uh and anyway, yeah, so he had a sock down his boxer shorts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and when we scored the pen, he, he got the sock out and put it in Baldock's mouth. <laughs> but some people like were sharing it. Mick Foley got wind of it, thought it was fantastic, ended up going to Billy Sharp's house <laughs> and then appearing on the pitch. Um, and I think he's like now on the uh, Wikipedia list of our famous fans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantastic. That was in the two-two uh, draw, I think, in the promotion season. Uh, yeah, that's was right. On, yeah. Was Norwich, obviously, the top two that season. Yeah, yeah, very nice. Uh, my next one, I've got. Uh, I wasn't in attendance for this one, um, but yeah, against away against Wigan, the uh, the record-breaking goal. This mm. is um, the season before last. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. The only goal I went to this game, and it was the only goal I saw <laughs> because we were in the bar. <laughs> it's around Christmas, right? It was like a three-goal uh, winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Boxing Day. Boxing Day it was. All ah, right. Uh, so that was two hundred and twenty goals this century to make him the leading English league goal scorer. Yeah. In this century. Yeah, a brilliant counter-attacking move, uh, and he's obviously the man right on the end of it to finish it off, as you would mm. want him to be. Um, what have you got next? My number eight is a game I wasn't at, uh, and it's from his first, the only one on this list from his first, well, second spell, and it's his uh, goal away at Barnsley mm. uh, under Blackwell. In the um, snow. In the snow, and that's means I just think it looks so cinematic almost. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I remember the game. I think uh, I remember listening to it. And Sharp had gone all season, obviously, without scoring. Then he got two against... Uh, he got Coventry the, uh, the the midweek before. And then the, the Saturday following that against Norwich, he scored. And this was his third in three games. And just a classic Billy Sharp finish. Turn, bang, goal. That's it. And obviously, you know, sell out away, way end at Barnsley. And I just I just think it looked really good. It does, yeah. Yeah, I can see, uh, you know, people... Like collapsing over the barriers yeah, and stuff yeah. in celebration to to join him with shot. I think the 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 good thing like adding to the cinematicness of that is uh, we're playing in that lime green away shirt. So yeah, yeah, yeah There's yeah, obviously yeah. the massed ranks of stewards and the players like mixed in with them. <laughs> it's hard to tell who's who. Um, my next one is uh, is from the the season, uh, not the season just gone, the one before that against West Brom at home. So 2022, great finish mm. from a brilliant team move. I thought this was a wonderful goal and I I, I don't know the, the thing I remember enjoying most about this at the time was West Brom had obviously wiped the floor with us earlier in the season in that 4-0 mm-hmm. away game where uh, under Valerian Ishmael and we were obviously under Yukanovic at that point 
they just made us look like small children. You know, they, they yeah, just totally yeah. bullied us physically. Um, and we were we were kind of lucky to get away with a 4-0. This was the flipping of the script. And I believe this was the point where we went above West Brom in the table. Or certainly that had just happened or was just about to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. We obviously made the playoffs and they missed out that season, I think. Or they also got knocked out in the semi-finals. I can't remember. But anyway, they, they looked like a team that was going to stomp the league. Um, quite literally, really, at that point in, when we first played them. And they faded away. They got Bruce in it as manager at this point, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we strung. We were already one 0 up at this point, but strung together this brilliant team move. You know, probably about fifteen, sixteen passes. I think ends yeah. up coming across the box to Sharp, who just first times it back to uh, back to whence it came into the back of the net. And I like the celebration as well. I think that Bernie just lifts him up in the air. Yeah, he's got his yeah. arms aloft, Sharp. Yeah, great, great finish, great goal. That didn't actually make my list, and it should have, to be honest. It's a great goal, um, but it didn't make my top ten. My number seven is uh, his goal against Chesterfield in the last game, you know, to get his 30th. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason I like this is because I think if it... <laughs> this might just be me being a bit LCD. I think if it, if it had finished the season on 29, it just doesn't sound as good, does it? It's true. <laughs> it's like finishing on 30. I remember that we were awful in this game. Um, Chesterfield had already been relegated <laughs> and we'd already won the league. And, you know, we were really lucky to, to be level at that point. And then for him to, to get his... I think it was the second goal, weren't it? Um, to, to get his 30th goal... Everything you, I just sort of knew we were going to win after that because I thought everything's just coming right here. We all wanted him to get that thirtieth goal, and he got it. Yeah, great out of that one. Yeah, we, we, that was the. Uh, I think the the celebrations are caught up with us at that point a little bit, and they unfortunately, yeah, Chesterfield weren't up to much. That's correct. Can yeah. you remember who scored the final goal in that game? Uh, Daniel Lafferty. Excellent. Well done. Who yeah. scored the first? Rick Freeman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they. Uh, it, it, it was strange though because they had um, they had about forty fans in the lower tier. Do you remember? As if we would yes, only give them like hundred yeah, tickets. Yeah, we had all for it. Yeah, yeah, of course we did. Yeah, I don't think it was yeah. I think we had like two thirds of it. We yeah, gave, that's right. Chesterfield yeah. maybe a hundred tickets in the corner. Yeah, because <laughs> they were obviously down and we were on uh, victory parade mode. Um, all right, my next one, number six. This is going back to February twenty seventeen. I think it was against Bolton Wanderers in uh, in League One, and it's sharp on the counter attack. Finishing off a... Is this a, your number six, sorry? Yes. Bang on. Bang on for me. It's number six, yeah. Beautiful. Um, and, I, yeah, not only is this a great goal um, in terms of, like, the, the counter-attack and the finish, but I think uh, it, it's another one that I wanted to mention in terms of sharp, almost the magnet for stick, like, from opposition fans. And this is it, yeah. Gary well, Medine, who was... This is what I've written down, the Medine stuff before, where, you know, we'd called him a fat little pig or whatever he called him. And everyone were like, you know, and then he bottled it, didn't he, Medim, by all accounts? He was uh, not in the team. He uh, Not in the team. Went went to the ground, was on the coach. Didn't got sent home. Up, got sent home. Uh, don't, don't really know why still to this day. And obviously, Medim ended up coming to us. But before that, it was arguably probably the most hated figure, maybe. Uh, yeah, it was, it was so. still It was still playing football at the time. And they were all that. You know stuff with the Bolton fans giving him stick and all this, and and then he scores, and it's just absolute. I, I'm so happy when he scored that really good finish again as well. Yeah, and then well. this is a game by the way where we just absolutely dominated the league. I, I think we were second in this game that might have sent us top or something like that, or we were top and they weren't much in it. Yeah, and that's when uh, the Bolton chairman did his infamous program notes about. <laughs> Um, you know, well, I'd rather be in their posi- in our position than theirs, and you know, <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. And then we yeah, we never looked back after this, and brilliant, brilliant goal. 
Yeah, I think the week before we'd drawn with Scunthorpe, which was a little bit... Dis- obviously, I mean, that sounds hilarious now for anyone yeah, who's not a fan of Sheffield Yeah, you're now, right. But, but they yeah. were top or were... Or we were top and they were second. That's right. And he scored in that as well, didn't he? A really good finish in that. He did, yeah. Um, and I remember being a little disappointed with that one because I think they went down to 10 men for a bit, Scunthorpe. Uh, quite a long time, actually. We, we couldn't break through and it finished. I think we were all over him, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, and then they scored with like the first kick of the second half, basically. I got um, a game. We won some executive seats for that game. And I remember after the game, we were talking to uh, Keelan Lavro. And we were saying about, you know, if we go up, you think we'll be all right? And he said, we're going to be absolutely fine. Like, he goes, you know how good Coop's Fleck and Duffy are? And I was thinking, well, yeah, it's a step up, but spot on. <laughs> yeah, well, get him in as head of, head of scouting. Lavery. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. He knows ball. Um, but, yeah, so we played Scunny the day, like the, the weekend before, I think it was, and then, yeah, ball. so we're basically playing the uh, our two promotion rivals back-to-back. Mm. And, yeah, ball, we did to Bolton what we should have really done to Scunthorpe, which, as you said, yeah. was just destroy them and uh yeah two nil was this uh, game uh, samia carruthers were fantastic as a cameo in this match you won a penalty right yeah brilliant he looked like i don't know i think i went with my dad with this one in fact and uh, i think he said uh you're a man of a menagerie <laughs> <laughs> wow so, that's a, that's wow a yeah is yeah. this the game where he went on a mega run on the counter-attack? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just took about five people on. He was like, wow, what a yeah. player we've got here. Get him in the team. And then, unfortunately, ended up at Hempstead Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Hempstead Heath? Yeah, that's where he ended up, yeah. Is that even a thing? Is it, Hem- is it, are you blending Hemel Hempstead or Hampstead That's Heath? what I'm doing wrong. Where's Hempstead Heath? Well, Hempstead. Anyway, um, yeah, well, yeah, that's how bad he were. He ended up playing for a team that didn't exist. Hemel Hempstead, yeah. Hemel Hempstead. That's how I get Heath. Anyway. Well, Hampstead anyway. Heath is a you know famous sort of. Yeah, I've, I've mixed two things up there, but again, I'm blaming the weather. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'd, that was really petty of me to pull you. No, it's that, fine. So. I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I said that in more, uh, yeah, in another public setting, and we're fooling myself. Um, What's my, the next num- one? My number five, obviously, I'm six, same as you. Mm-hmm. Is his goal at home to Brentford in the first game back in the Championship? Mm, I like this because. There was all this talk, particularly from Wednesday fans before, about he can't do it at the championship level. You're never going to do anything with Billy Sharp up, up front and blah, blah, blah. And for him to get his, the first goal back in the championship, I just thought it was brilliant. It was. Are you not going to mention Leon Clark's contribution to this goal? What he's done, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, if anyone forgets this goal, uh, Leon Clark goes to kick the ball and then skillfully completely misses it and then... Puts a brilliant ball in, in fact, yeah. with his wrong foot. And, uh, yeah, great header from Sharp. Scored in the second half in this one as well, Sharp, if you remember. It disallowed mm. um, right in front of the cop. And that I remember that game. Brentford were fantastic in that match, to be fair. I'm thinking, Christ, this is a step up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know why I did this, but I, I just remembered I watched the highlights of this game quite recently. And... All right. Brentford had an astonishing miss right at the end. They, mm, I think they oh, hit, Jota, weren't it? Yeah, something like that. Like I think they hit the bar from about two yards, mm. and then someone else from about one yard. I think he was a bit worried about Jamal Blackman like obliterating him, and he, he just managed to head it over the bar from a yard out. Uh, yeah, they were they had a couple of one on ones that Blackman saved in that game as well. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the Clark assist. I just like the Brentford fans doing it. Yeah, sort of, yeah. You know, two seconds later, the ball's in the net. Really good. Um, my number five is against Norwich in 2018, the home game. Last minute, yeah, yeah. nodding in in front of the cop. Um, that was our first home win of the season. We, I think we'd won at QPR the week before to get our first win of the mm. season. Uh, Egan gave us the lead in this game. I think it was. I can't remember the Norwich goal. Yeah, I, this is a game I missed, actually, uh, because... Um... 
I went to see Brian Wilson at the Beach Boys. Um, so I, got, I didn't make this game because we were in Doncaster and we went to a racing thing. But anyway, boring. Um, and <laughs> I remember like looking at my phone going, well, 1-1 one, one at home. Because we didn't know Norwich were going to be good that season because the season before they finished like 14th or something. Did that bad start to this one as well? Although yeah, I, you know. and we'd only won one at this point. We beat QPR, obviously, and then lost the, the other two. And I was thinking, this is a bad start to the season. There's 1-1 one, one, and this is going to be a bad... And then it came through, you know, I, I think I were on S2 and I'm, get in, get in, get in. And I was with Liam, who would do made the pod with and. Because yes, they scored. He goes, and I said, like, guess who? He goes, Billy Sharp. Yep, obviously. Ninety <laughs> yeah. third minute. Yeah. yeah. So um, Jordan Rhodes. It Jordan Rhodes yeah. had equalised. Yep, in front of the cop, and they had a astonishing like oh, three yeah. on one yeah, where the yeah, linesman yeah. declined to give offside. Who um, was that? Can you remember? Who had the effort? Yeah. The shot. Uh, it will come back to me as I look at this. Were one of the big players? Were it Buendia or Pookie or whatever? No. Anderson pulls a save off and then does like a celebration like he scored an hat trick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, uh, no, I can't, I can't remember. I'm looking at the team, but none of these are springing to mind. I said yeah. it, was. it wasn't Rhodes, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't Pookie. I thought it was a midfielder. It might have been, might have been Steeperman, Stiperman. Nah, I don't know. Second off. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, Sharp, 93rd minute. It's one all at this point. The ball goes into the back stick. It gets headed across. I can't remember who it was. Might have been, might have been Egan, actually. Um, Egan or McGoldrick? I think it was I thought it was McGoldrick. Yeah. And it's, I, I was on the cop, and pretty much as soon as it got headed back across, I'm immediately thinking, Sharp's going to nod that in. Yeah, That's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. what he does, pretty much on the goal line. Yeah, great sort of celebrations. You know, you've got people running on the pitch. Henderson runs the full yeah, length of the pitch to get involved. Yeah. That, was, that was the moment I realised I was going to enjoy having him as our goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, yeah. That obviously, at that point, we still had this sort of semi-rivalry in Norwich, if you like. You know, still some bad blood from the... Mm. Um, it would only be in the previous season, wouldn't it, the... Uh, the time yeah, racing. take your time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was a that was a sweet one, winning in injury time against Norwich. Excellent choice. My number four um, is Peterborough away, and you were at this game. This is um, my number one favorite. Yeah, really sharp I goal. was about to say I think this will be higher in your list because I wasn't there and you were. Imagine yeah. if I, I was listening to remember the days listening to Radio Sheffield for, <laughs> to get you. To, and I remember like thinking, no, no, it's not bad. You know, and I don't think we played great in the game. I'd like. Um, and I was thinking that's not too bad nil nil you know keeps ever. then that was the the moment where I thought we're all that's yeah. it a bit like this season when we beat um, who did we beat this season and we were like that that's as good as done I can't remember who it was not Bristol City I mean that was almost mathematically done He's, no you were a little bit earlier in the season and I thought we've, we've pretty much done I can't remember who it was now I'm sure I'll I'll come to it you know when I've when, when Norwich this... away like might have been Norwich away. I think it might have been. Yeah, Norwich away, you're right. That was yeah. the one where I thought, really, obviously you never say we are up, but you thought that that's feels pivotal. Yeah. And this were exactly the same in this season for me. James Anson had a sharp on the line. Yeah. It, you know, in terms, I mean, it's a good one to, to pair with the Norwich one because it is almost exactly the same mm. goal. Yeah, cross comes in from Jay O'Shea, of all people. Great cross, mm. by the way. Mm. Yeah, Han- Hansen heads it back across. And yeah, the same thing. As soon as... and I. I've watched this goal like a hundred times. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a nothing goal. It's, it's a totally a totally forgettable technical goal. But yeah, you can hear the fans start to celebrate long before Sharp has has touched the ball. Yeah, because everybody knew, and obviously we're all behind that goal. And it was carnage. It was one of the maddest goal celebrations I've seen. You know, in the sort of the rain and the sleet, it was like a really yeah. slippy pitch. And yeah, you got all the fans piling onto the pitch and the players celebrating with him. It, it, and it did just feel like 
yeah, we are going up. This is yeah. this is happening because Peterborough were decent. I think they were a playoff team at that. Yeah, stage. that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, one of my fa- all you know all time favorite away days, really. That one. Um, and yeah, for for Sharp to be the man to get the goal in front of us all uh, to get that win is massive. So yeah, I, I have that as number one. It's a great shout. Do you know the manager of Peterborough House that day? I imagine it was Darren Ferguson. I'm not sure. I'm I'm, I'm asking you now because it was the first. Just have a look here. Hang on, did a little. Oh, hang on. Who was that other guy? They was just the McCann, weren't it? The other one. He's one of those two. Sorry, this is a massive uh, tangent we're going on here, but I'm really I'm I'm invested in it now. (laughs) Uh, I can't find it actually, so it might not be might not be him, Um, but. Maybe anyway, but if I find it, I'll come back to you. <laughs> I'm sure people don't want to listen to this, but nice. Who, uh, do, you want to, do you want to give me another from your list? Um, yeah. So my number three we're at now, yeah, is uh, is he has actually another one from uh, the Blackwell era. I thought I only had one, and it's his first goal in front of the cop against QPR to complete his hat trick. Oh, nice. I love this at the time. I I were on the Sheffield Star after this actually, looking like a. Young John Denver with longish hair and you glasses. Were in the yeah, just like behind the goal. Oh. I, I basically, I'd taken my my mate were on holiday and he had a really good view. <laughs> they took his seat, <laughs> we're like near the front, like just behind the goal and stuff. And I'm on in the star for this, but um, this was brilliant. This because obviously got two in the first half, two great finishes, classic Billy Sharp finishes again. And this was his first ever goal in front of the cop, which you know you think about how many scored. You know, later later on and stuff. This this, this was a quite a momental moment, monumental monumental moment mm. uh, in in the in the history, if you like, of Sheffield United. And I just loved it. It's classic sharp again. One yard out, boots it in. Straight, must have been such a great feeling that. To yeah, he obviously come off the season before where he were awful and only got three goals or whatever, and then to get that hat trick and to do it in front of the cop, really special moment. Are you uh, are you visible on the highlights? I might be actually. I don't think so because I think it's a bit too close. But um, I, I remember th- ridiculous for me this. Like I had it like on my wall and stuff, like some sort of you know, like uh, I don't know, like <laughs> just biggest narcissist of all time. Did <laughs> <laughs> you circled yourself in yellow markers? So, yeah, that's me. That's me there. <laughs> Big yeah. arrow pointing. Yeah, I don't know why I did that, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fame. Moment of fame. fame. Moment of fame. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, what we're talking here, two thousand and seven. So you know, quite. I were, I were a younger man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that was one of three hat tricks he scored. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Villa away and um, Wigan at home. Wigan at home. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so I've got three left because you, you've jumped ahead to my uh, my top yeah. one. But, so my my number four is against Derby on the counter attack. Love 20, it. Twenty seventeen first um, uh, first season back in the championship. Derby. I think this was like the biggest home game we'd had. We'd obviously played Brentford and Barnsley. But this was like okay, Derby, are, Derby are legit, and they made the playoffs. Oh, they made the playoffs the next season, didn't they? Obviously, yeah. Derby. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a very charged atmosphere because uh, you know Sharp has quite a bit previous with Derby. Obviously, yeah. we're one nil up after Scott Carson. I think it was in their goal, very generously passed it straight to Sharp on the edge of the area, and he scored a rare outside the box goal from mm-hmm. Sharp. Um, and we are. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pushing for an equaliser, like, right at the end. And Scott Carson's come up. And this is, like, the 95th minute. is pretty much yeah. the last kick of the game. It gets cleared to Sharp on the halfway line. He's just got one defender, no goalkeeper in front of him. 
ducks inside and rolls it into the net in front of the it cop end. almost perfect how it rolls so, you know, it's brilliant. It I was so slow into the net. Yeah. But you knew it was, there was, in my mind, as soon as he kicked it, there was no doubt. Yeah. It was gonna, no one was catching it. And so it was like, it's really drawn out, like, yeah, from around the ground. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Great moment. Like, re- I really, really did enjoy that one. Yeah, top goal. Yeah, and that were a really important win, as you say. You know, they got in the playoff season after, but they spent a bit this season as well. And um, mm. I remember thinking, because we just, I think we'd lost, obviously, the two away games before that against uh, Middlesbrough. Like Cardiff and Middlesbrough, didn't we? Cardiff, yeah. And then we beat Barnsley, but you'd expect Barnsley to be at the bottom. And I think this was the first time that we beat, I know Brentford were. I know they were sort of a, a decent side, but they were mid-table at that point. Um, and they completely outplayed us. And they completely outplayed us. <laughs> this was the first time we'd actually deservedly be what seemed to be a good side. Yeah, 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 definitely. What's next? So I'm at number two now, and I've got uh, the famous Leeds volley. Yeah, this is my this is my penultimate pick as well. So we're yeah, kind of in accord, yeah. I remember, again, I didn't go to this because I was working um, and I managed to get up. I, I could have, I think, kicked off at half 12. I think that's right, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And I think I finished at half 12, but I left a little bit early. Got a taxi. I couldn't get it to Bramall Lane, obviously, so I just watched it at home. Um, and, I li- and I'm not joking. I turned the telly on and he scored. <laughs> it was quite early, wasn't it? It was like yeah, three or four I, minutes. I, I'm not even exaggerating anyway. I thought, right, get it on, you know, Leeds at home. But I think we've been on a bad run at that point. A really important game. Mm-hmm. Eki bottom manager of Leeds, actually. Um, and then it, I put it on, a Duffy's cross came in, and I thought, hang on, is this a replay of a... Is this something, you know, a goal that I forgot about from years ago? It was just so surreal for me to put it on and that, that goal going in. Unbelievable strike, yeah. Get, it's get... incredible. Headed out to him and drops perfectly to smash it in from about 16 yards. Yeah, one of, technically one of his best goals, I think. I had a couple of others that haven't made my list. Like, there's a brilliant volley scored against Oldham, uh, like um, sort of an over-the-shoulder volley on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he scored a screamer away at Shrewsbury in that promotion season as well, like quite early in the season. That were a fantastic goal, yeah. Um, but yeah, this one against Leeds, who obviously he played for, uh, in front of all the Leeds fans... It is a you know it is a a derby. It was his two hundredth in league football as well. Mm. Um, yeah, an absolute thunderbolt is the is the word I've written down. Yeah, great strike. I'm assuming we've both got the same. Have you got one left? I've got one left. Yeah, it's going to be Bournemouth away, surely. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, we've obviously spoken about it already. It's it the just... sharp goal, oh. the quintessential Billy Sharp goal. Yeah, anyway. I just can't. I just I, it is my. I could watch this goal. It might be one of the most watched goals I've ever had at United, and it seems ridiculous. He's Bournemouth away. Bournemouth ended up getting relegated, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's it just a draw away from home. But everything about it, we didn't know Bournemouth. Bournemouth were a good side. Bournemouth flat mid-table the, the season before. 1-0 down. We we all thought we were going to struggle. We all thought maybe fourth bottom, fifth bottom is the best we can out for here. And that was got us off to such a good start. If we'd have lost that game, who knows what would have happened? You know, who knows what would have happened if we'd have lost that game? We could have gone into that Palace game thinking... God, we could start the season here with two two losses in a in a row, and for it to be Billy Sharp, uh, this is a fantastic. Uh, I think it's final score. I don't, I don't know who the commentator is. It oh, you know no, what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, where uh, BBC and he says that's the story, Billy Sharp. And at the time, I was just cheering. I watched it at my mate's house when the um, you know the old fire sticks came into play because <laughs> we were going to the Premier League, and um, my mate had got one. We went round, and I was thinking, you know, we we'd done all right. You, 
Bournemouth probably didn't deserve it. We probably deserved a point, but you know, disappointing to get off to a, a, a defeat and stuff. And then it was just bobbling around. It went in, and I was cheering, and it was. I sort of did a double take, and I thought, who were it? But I thought it was McBurney at first. I thought. Mm. He'd scored it, and then you see Sharp were in, and I thought, of course it's Billy Sharp. And I always remember you on Blazepot after, and I said, did you know it was Sharp? And you said something like, I always presume it's Sharp when, yeah. when those sort of goals go in. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to remember. Yeah, I think I, that sounds about right, yeah. Um, yeah, McBurney, so we, we take a quick free kick, don't we? Bulldog squares it. McBurney uh, kicks it against Egan. I'm not Egan does us a massive favour, because I don't think it's going in. Uh, and it ricochets back into the middle. Yeah, Sharp just sort of studs it over the line, doesn't he? Yeah, like he just yeah, sort of yeah, sticks yeah. out a foot. A classic Sharp goal, just a last-minute scramble. Yeah, I, I watched it in a, a pub, which I won't name for fear of putting them into trouble, but um, <laughs> uh, a, a prominent Blades pub, let's just say that. And, like, people were falling on the floor in, like, celebrate. You know, it's just people went yeah, absolutely yeah. Did bananas. you not get the, the spoilers? Because obviously when you sometimes watch these Not games, this time. No, because uh, that time. does sometimes spoil it, doesn't it? We watch the, one Arsenal the Chelsea, away. Chelsea away. Chelsea uh, away. We, I watched Arsenal away with you and they were cheering uh, before, like, <laughs> who's got, we thought Sharp had scored that one as well, obviously. But, yeah, this is a just... Oh, phenomenal! You couldn't, you literally couldn't write it, could you? And uh, I love his Sharp's wild-eyed celebrations. It's like, Do you know what I was like thinking about this? It. Is this like the first season ever of our? Yeah. Would people be going as mad now because it was such a? You know what I mean? I'm thinking, oh, did Bernie handle that? Or yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I might have. That might be my first thought now. Yeah, it's like, was there an handball in that? Because it happened so quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it's it's unadulterated joy in it from Sharp and obviously some of the footage of the, the crowd and stuff is incredible I mean mm. hopefully no one were hurt but there's like a 40 person collapse of people yeah. down the stairs and yeah I don't know because the imme- camera immediately cuts in close up to that guy in like the red jumper and the glasses just like yeah. losing his mind it's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so good it's yeah it's with it being the last minute I know it's, it's only a draw away at Bournemouth and they got relegated whatever but yeah it's uh, it, it set up the season nicely and for him to get that. That was his first Premier League goal, I think, right, in his career? I, yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah, that's his first. yeah. He, he only played a couple of games for Southampton. I think he had a few sub-appearances for Southampton. Um, but, this was, yeah, this was his first goal. I always remember, tra- I think it was a Travelling Blades video, and there's just someone, I don't know if it's even him, going, Billy Sharp, Billy Sharp! Billy Sharp! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. It had to be him. Yeah, that's 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 the one I go back and watch all the time. You know, I, I've said Peterborough's my favourite. If, if I'm listing him, I have the Peterborough way as my favourite because I was there for it. And yeah, that, that meant a lot at the time as well. But yeah, that's the one I rewatched the most, I think. I, probably just the footage is a bit better of it. And with it, mm-hmm. yeah, seeing all yeah. the Blades fans and Sharp's yeah. reaction to it as well. Yeah, absolutely amazing. What a career, mate, is had. What a career. I'm sad now. I weren't yeah, sad before. Sorry. I'm sad now. Yeah, you've ruined it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so but yeah. many good memories. Yeah, absolutely so fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And like as we said, there's loads that we've missed out. There's stuff that I wrote down that we haven't mentioned is his first ever goal against Coventry uh, yeah. when he booted, booted the Hordens. Oh, yeah. um, his equaliser against Oxford were really important, I thought, in League well, One. His first win, yep. Yeah. yeah uh, MK Don's volley in front of like 7,000 blade just looks fantastic. Mm, uh, I good. love that. And then the hat-trick against Villa. If, if they had to come back, that might have been in the top five or something, that third goal against Villa. Yeah, yeah, God, he was amazing that day. Uh, yeah, did a couple of others that I had it. 
away at Coventry in 2016, silencing yeah. the whistles. Brilliant. Uh, it's, I think it's in that QPR game. I thought his first goal, I think it is, where Gary Speed yeah. sets him up with a great... What a ball from Gary Speed. <laughs> unbelievable pass, yeah. yeah. Um, and I also had away at QPR in 2018, so the, the second Wilder season. Mm. Excuse me, the second Wilder championship season. After we'd lost the first two games and things were looking a little bit ropey, and then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. we were 1-0 down. I think Eze had given him the lead. And you're thinking, bloody hell, we're going to lose three games in a row here to start the season. You know, After we were sort of hoping to be a at least a playoff team this season. Yeah. And then yeah, sharp, yeah, yeah. sharp equalizers and on we go. But yeah, yeah I'll, uh, I'm really going to miss him, mate. I know we, we said like you know it's, it, it's a good way to bow out. Um, and yeah, I'm split on whether I want him to retire now or whether I want him to be going and banging some goals in somewhere else. I, I think mm. I probably... Well, whatever you want to do, Billy, I'm on board with. I just want, I just want him to be happy and enjoy the rest of his, yeah. you know, his career or his retirement, whichever one it is. And I'm sure we'll see him at the lane plenty of times next season. Um, I hope United, you know, get some kind of testimonial sort of mm. tribute, friendly or something like that. So yeah. there's kind of reference to that in um, in the squad restructure, I think. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure they will. To be honest, um, I mean, I don't know if it might be against Wednesday or someone like that. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully a bigish, bigish side as well. I know some yeah. people have said Doncaster. I don't know if that'll have the, you know, but maybe I don't know. I think let, play, let, let him shoot. I think we could play Dronfield Town, mate, and it, it'd sell out. That's if, that's true. If, you, if you're pitching yeah, it as yeah, uh, Billy true. Sharp, Jack O'Connell, and Stevens farewell. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so as with, with plans currently being held behind the scenes to give the trio the send offs they deserve from S two. Mm-hmm. Having written themselves into the history of the club with their exploits on the field. Tell you what, get Wilder to manage it as well. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get a good buy from him as well. <laughs> but, well, seriously, I would be very, very on board with that. Yeah, yeah. it would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope it is a game. I, I don't want a, you know, a, an evening with Billy Sharp type thing. Mm. I, I want a, I want a full Bramall Lane to applaud him on to and off the pitch. Yeah. Um, Knowing that this is the last time we're going to see him, mm. uh, yeah. even if it's a Blades Legends eleven against eleven, I, you know, I mean, something like that. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. it was that fizzy. Which which game was that? It was was it Chris Morgan's testimonial or something? There was a we had a physio that scored for. Oh us. yeah, 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 um, yeah. I remember um, the goalkeeper. I think it was Benstead's son. Uh, no, Benson, yeah. sorry, it's Dave, Dave Benson, even his son, um, and he had a really good game. And we should sign him. We should sign him. <laughs> like it's a testimonial, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I hope that's I hope that's what we get is a, a mass participation event. I, mm. Yeah, not a um, Neil Warnock style evening with Billy Sharp yeah. uh, at City Hall or whatever. Let's let's get a just just you know just say one of these friendlies he's going to play in, and let's go. That'd be what I want. Yeah. Right, mate. Well, we we have. Well, he deserves it, doesn't he? He deserves he it. Does. He does. But we, we definitely made the right decision to punt any chat about O'Connell and and the Stevens to the next podcast. So we'll yeah. we'll yeah, do yeah. something similar um, for that one in terms of looking back at our favourite moments, probably yeah. for those players. So uh, watch out for that when we next record. Um, you've been a busy bee, mate. There's been a a double living with Maidley drop in Oof. the last week or so. Haven't yeah, there? we're the back. Series is underway. Back with a vengeance. So the first one is CBBC versus CITV Saturday morning TV. Mm. And uh, yesterday we we released the Grain Teller documentary, um, which I love that documentary anyway. I watch it about once a year. Uh, <laughs> the Impossible Job, which uh, I just find it fascinating that they got that much 
access to, <laughs> to such a doom campaign. So, yeah, and we're recording one tonight, actually, as well. Um, so that'll be outside, and that's about Elton John. So, yeah, <laughs> right. all bases covered. <laughs> yeah, you're just doing, like, a Watford connection there? It's a, Can you remember the documentary Tantrums and Tiaras? I cannot, no. It's, yeah, it's a... Yeah, he's he's funny anyway. Yeah, about Elton John. Presumably. It's about Elton John. Yeah, it's about him on tour, and he's uh he's constantly unhappy basically. <laughs> you're you're a big documentary man. You you watch you watch a lot more documentaries. Than I, I do. do. I do. Um, I love documentaries. Yeah, I'm about halfway through the Graham Taylor episode now. Actually, I, I stuck it on this morning. Um, really good. I, I I think I might have seen that once, but I don't remember it particularly well outside of the, you know, do I not like that and the the, the Hitlers, yeah. which always in my head I'm now hearing the. Uh, Quickly, Kevin. Yeah, it's so good. It's so yes. good because, like I say, the the the, the, the the you can just tell they're all out of the depth, and I feel a bit sorry for Taylor because he don't get any help from very many of Phil Neal at all. But yeah. anyway, no, it's, I really enjoyed the episode. It's um, it, it, it's an interesting lens that you and Liam are looking back at that time through. I think in terms of yeah re- reappraising i guess the media treatment of oh, uh, yeah. of, of the england manager compared to what what came later um mm. and you know the the managers were generally uh, better prepared for that level of exposure i suppose yeah i do find it like I say not just like Sarpod, i think it's an interesting discussion that you know that was when the media really that you know proper got in, stuck into managers to mm. to the point where it was just unacceptable i felt yeah it's insane that he was he allowed them to have that access. I can't believe it. This is what I just found. We'll never get that again. There's no way an England manager is letting you go behind the scenes to that level anyway. Yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder... Maybe you touch on this in the back half of the podcast, so apologies if I'm spoiling. But um, it makes you wonder if he had any like editorial say, Taylor. Because like, I know I think he got... Did he not resign before it was came yeah, out? There's, yeah, there's nothing in there about so it. Maybe he never got a chance. He did try and pull the plug on it uh, halfway through. And then decided against it, but no, I don't think there's any. There is it. We didn't mention this in the pod. There's an interview which I've seen since with what the guy who directed it. And he says you regret it because he became even more of a laughing stock, obviously after that. Yeah. And he said, well, no, because all I was there to do was just film. You know, he, mm. the things that it was real. I didn't cherry pick anything. That's what were happening. So, yeah. but I'll... anyway. Yeah. Well, great episode anyway. Uh, and yeah, I enjoyed your Saturday morning TV one as well. Cause it just, I enjoyed going on a. Uh, SMTV <laughs> um, yeah. rabbit hole on YouTube because so I was like, oh, I used to watch that just religiously. On Saturday fantastic morning. show! Yeah. It was, it was fantastic. Still, I was laughing out loud at some of the. I was watching like a challenge ant. Thing. <laughs> yeah, so you'll think, you'll think, you'll think, so good. <laughs> it's still really funny. now. I love that. Um, that is living with Maidley. Yeah, there's two episodes of the new season there, and uh, yeah, he said recording another one shortly as well. So. Um, mm. Yeah, wherever you get this podcast, check out Living with Maidley. And um, yeah, anything, uh, anything else? Plug anything? Roy's view from no, you see, no games, see, is there? the quiet before. Uh, yeah, we've got the fixture list out next week. I think, aren't we? That's I think, true. Yeah, I yeah. think that's right. So last time I got, uh, you know, what the fans thought of having us the first game. So I might do that again, and it'll just be that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, easy three points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. nine a.m. next Thursday. Yeah, all oh, right. Is it right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not going to do a podcast specifically about that. That's stupid. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll record around that time. I suppose. Yeah. Fair Wait, but... hang on. Did I? When did? When is it? Sorry, is it? Did I just say it's the fifteenth? Oh yes, it's this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's in two days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's great. Yeah. So next next podcast, we can talk about the, the fixture list and talk about Ender and uh, 
Big Jack. Jack. Connell's magic. Yeah, yes. perfect. Right, mate, I'm going to let you shoot off. Thank you so much for uh, for all your time and, and helping me um, helping me reminisce about a, a true Blades legend. This, yeah, you know. put the tissues away now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, mate, thank you very much. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. Cheers.